Welcome to the Old Dog New Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff West, and I'm going to spend some time talking about tech and looking at how the old dog ways really are all that old. I'm going to look at some integration ideas, discuss some successes and failures, and show you that it's really not about being perfect, but it's about being patient when it comes to integrating technology. I'm a high school educator, been teaching music band for most of my career, but I am a a big tech enthusiast, and I really enjoy uh, researching and finding answers and ways to integrate tech that don't take up so much time. Let's get going. Episode 25. Welcome to episode 25 of Old Dog New Tech. This is your host, Jeff West, using his low, I've been outside working on the leaves all day in the cold voice. At this particular moment, I'm the true bass. Usually I'm a baritone for those of you that are uh, musical folks. But, um, I'm kind of rambling because this is my 25th episode, and I'm very excited, but I'm also uh, a little, a uh, little nervous, a little nervous. I, so I take a look back in this episode over the previous 24 episodes. I put a couple of segments together that I think might uh, be something you want to, you know, listen to, and it might work for you right now. They're pretty, I think they're pretty attainable. There, there's not a lot to them, and but I think the, you know, little risk and high reward. How's that? That's from my friend Eric Cliff uh, from CBD. He he uses that phrase, and I always forget to use it, so I'm stealing it for right now. Uh, you might want to take a look also at the list I put together um, with the links to each episode and the titles, in case you don't want to scroll down through all the episodes. Uh, if you're depending on how you're listening, if all the episodes are there, and you know you want to read through all of that, of course you can. But I just made a Google sheet which I'm going to put on the website, which is uh, linked um, through my, I know it's on the Anchor site, and I think for the, through most of the rest of the formats or um, uh, listening applications, you should be able to click on the Google site. There, There's a page with my uh, podcast on it, and there's a page with my blog. And... Uh, I'm going to put this spreadsheet there. I'll probably put a link to the spreadsheet in my show notes as well. Um, you'll notice there's a one blank column of tech treats because I need to go down and, and finish that up. But uh, I got the list of of titles and links to the podcast. So if you want to click and give them a listen to real quick, or uh, you know, if you're just looking at what I have talked about over time, and this is also helping me look back. And say, oh, I have left out a few things here. I've been trying to, as I look back over the episodes, I, I decided, you know, in making the list, I wanted to see what I had done so far. But I'm also balancing. I'm trying to keep this as applicable. You know, I, uh, understanding that tech integration is is uh, um, can be a nerve wracking, intimidating process for some, and for others, you're you're way out ahead. And so I'm trying to, you know be on both sides of that fence, but I th- I feel as I look back over that list that I'm more on the side of people who've been using tech for a while. 
So I'm, I'm trying to come back a little bit and say, here's, here's Gmail and here's, you know, things to do with it. just some of the, I want to say basic, but things that maybe you haven't used as much because you haven't been integrating tech, which is fine. But I think once you do, you'll find that things are organized a little bit better and you or you don't have to organize things as much because tech does it so much for you. You just use the search tool. I know Drive has saved me that. I have folders, but you don't really need them. Uh, emails, the same thing. I have folders and starring things and labeling things and so forth. And that's all useful if uh, you're doing a lot of business through the, the email. Um. You know, I still utilize that to a certain degree, but if I know I got an email about a particular subject, I just search that and any email that's in my mailbox, boom, there it is. So tech can, you know, some of those, some of those types of features can, can make, make, uh, give you some time maybe to look into other aspects of, uh, using technology to, you know, to enhance that learning for your students. So for now, enjoy the short sections here I put together. Just clicked a couple in there of uh, some po- past podcasts. And thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. 25 episodes. Um, you know, don't forget to give me a review on iTunes. I appreciate the feedback. I've gotten a few on there. I could use a few more, make this podcast findable. This is Jeff West. I'm signing off of episode 25, except I'm not really signing off because here come a couple of short podcasts from the past. Blast from the past. All right, I'm going to throw you a bone. Actually, I'm going to throw you a couple of bones. First one. So if you're looking at getting comfortable, don't fear. Don't fear the tech. Not going back to those first days, years of teaching. Explore with your students. Use tech and explore it. While you're teaching your content, maybe just create a simple Google Slides and try uh, the add-on Pear Deck. It's uh, it allows you to to uh, put in slides to to uh, assess the uh, learning that's happening with simple questions, or they can draw something even. Um, do something a Padlet, uh, a research topic, so that they and ask them to put in the different files. There's all kinds of files video to links to typing pictures, whatever you can put in, create padlets uh, and explore with them. And, uh, you know, there may be some crashing and burning going on. Um, But as you do that, you know, you remove that drive for exact perfection at that time. And, and you're going to be teaching them about overcoming and uh, persistence and uh, research skills and, uh, you know, you can put uh, digital citizenship. That's a toughie. Digital citizenship. That was better. Um, in in there, especially when you're looking at copyright law of images or, uh, you know, proper way to post, if that's an issue. Um, and as things don't work, uh, a lot of times kids will, my kids will have done the same activity and use the same tool in another class. And they'll say, no, just click up here. Oh, and I say, oh, well, thank you. You know, that's great. And then I learned something, which I, I don't know about you, but I, I, this is a commonality. I think in most teachers, we all like to learn. 
We like school. We like to learn. And so when a, a student teaches us something, I mean, we know from research that uh, that if a, a student can model it and teach it to someone else, they have learned it. They're learning it. So don't be afraid to explore like a field trip. I mean, you, you take them on a field trip somewhere, you don't know if some weird guy is going to walk around with a sign on that says something that's not school appropriate. You don't know if you're going to get there and that day the exhibit you went to see just happened to be closed. Maybe the most important part of the field trip was when you stopped at the ice cream shop. That's when they made friends and they learned and they communicated. Field trip was nice, but they'll remember the ice cream shop and they will remember that field trip because of the ice cream shop. How about a tool? New bone. Flippity.net. Flippity.net has its own website where it shows you several tools like creating flashcards. There's a random name picker that I have used when I'm doing a playing test. Um, there is, uh, puts them in groups. There's crossword, there are bingo cards. Um, there was a hangman game that I used. Uh, I've used as um, an opening activity as the kids come in uh, and they're setting up and uh, before we tune in band or uh, in any of the other classes and I'll use the terminology that I'm trying to teach them. Uh, you know, that gamification piece that we also know is so, um, uh, such a strong uh, tool for, for uh, creating learning, meaningful learning. Uh, but flippity.net has a website, but it also is an add-on uh, for Google Sheets. And that is primarily where you'll do uh, your entry of data, of words that you want in your flashcards or... Um, I'm, in those flashcards, you can also insert YouTube share links, and it will put the video on there. So a lot of opportunity for the teacher to create content, but I have used it more successfully in giving it as a choice for students to use to create something with the content that I'm teaching. So I still have a test. I still have a... Uh, a perfection assessment. How perfect can you do this? This one time with these questions. So the bar is high and there is no room for, uh, little room for error. But getting the learning facilitated leading up to that assessment is so important, I think. Um, and I have found that I'm doing it a little bit better now with tech. And my students are not only learning my content, but they're also learning skills that will be applicable in whatever direction they choose to go. So providing, providing those pathways, avenues, doors, however you think of it. So they have choices because uh, that is another, along with the fact that kids all want to be good, that's another philosophy I have is they want to have choices. And uh, technology is, you know, it's a double-edged sword. It's good that we have choices and it's bad because sometimes we make the wrong ones because we don't know how to make the choices. We haven't practiced it. I hope that 
that these bones will help you out a little bit. I hope that if you're having a little any fear at all of tech, that maybe uh, maybe some of what I talked about here can can help you figure a way around it. And remember that you have skills. Even first year teachers that are coming in have skills. Sometimes that first year teacher has that that first year part is a skill. That's a that's a tool. You're new. You're young. You, you know you're 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 to be uh, you're to be discovered versus someone like myself that's been around for 17 years and they kind of know or they think they know so when I make a change it takes a little bit because I've been there 17 years so whatever they thought about me from five or ten years ago might still be there but as a first year teacher it's all brand new so that's that's a that's a plus that's a tool don't be afraid to use that. And experienced teachers, just remember, you're good. You've got your experiences. You can overcome the obstacle. And if the tech doesn't work or it's not uh, useful, doesn't you couldn't do the activity without the tech, then don't use it. Don't. Because uh, you're almost setting yourself up to, uh, to exasperate that feeling of nervousness or... Uh, um, to being allergic to change, it's going to happen. So make sure you you know take a look at that article. I'll put the um, I'll put the source in my show notes and put, take a look at uh, flippity.net and even you do some reading on Harry Wong. He had some awesome ideas. He was he is awesome. I believe he's in his eighties now. You take care. All right, you might be familiar with uh, Google Slides. Maybe you've done some presentations with them or had your students do some assignments. Um, but I'm approaching this from the teacher standpoint. Um, I came across this uh, a few years ago. I think back when I was using uh, Google Classroom. Now I'm using, um, my district is using Schoology. And so I'm still using this tool. It really uh, saves me a lot of time, uh, helps helps my students, helps me in so many ways. So I am using Google Slides as a daily agenda. Um, we all know if you use it, if you use Google Slides, that is, um, that you can insert content, uh, videos and images, and you can be really quite creative. It's a very powerful tool. Um, you can also uh, search within Within any of the Explore tools, uh, really most of the Google Suite applications have some of this uh, have some similar features. But in Slides, if you use this to uh, create a daily agenda that uh, you're projecting up on your screen, and I'm assuming your classroom has one, most classrooms do um, now. But if not, um, you know you could if you had a projector and no screen, or maybe you have uh, if you're kids have computers, you could put something like this on a website that they can access and you could put links and so forth on there. But this is taking the total standpoint that you're able to project it or that you are operating in some way, shape or form online, either through a website or a learning management system, an LMS. So one of the things that I use slides for 
is when I have a discussion with my class or a review, I will create a new slide and just put down some words or take some short notes because putting a bunch of words loses kids often. So I just put, uh, you know, some important words, maybe change the font, color, that type of thing. And um, I will hide that slide or I will um, leave it up there for them to review. It just really depends on the purpose of that. Now, this is in addition to that I put up there, you know, here's the date, here's the class, here's what we're doing, here are my goals. Um, and you can change that in any way that you need to. I found some of my classes really needed every detail kind of written out for them in a nice, full, complete sentence. And other classes, uh, bullet points uh, or hot topics or words or however you want to look at it. So if you take uh, and create a, a slide presentation, go into Google Slides. I put a link uh, in my show notes uh, if you're not familiar with it. Um, if you are, then, you know, you can create it in your drive. You could put it in uh, a shared folder. So then you don't have to worry about the sharing aspect. Anyone with the link can view, uh, you create that and you can use one of the themes they already have there. Or I like to change the backgrounds by inserting an image and, and searching a particular image, even just to kind of break it up, uh, break up the day, break up the monotony of every day. It always looks the same. Uh, I found my classes kind of got tired of the monotonous, you know, whiteboard or chalkboard. It was always the same thing. And um, if I didn't have a different color chalk or different color marker, uh, if I had announcements up there or upcoming events also listed up there, it could get lost on the whiteboard or the chalkboard. So one of the great things about slides is you can either put this all on the same slide with different colors or different slides. It really would be up to you. Um, so, you know, keep it simple and create the slide presentation. Then you could embed it or share it. Now, if you're using a site uh, like Google Sites, you can click it right in there uh, and it will access your drive and it will put it in there. But you want to make sure the sharing is turned on because it doesn't always show up on the website without uh, the sharing enabled for anyone with the link. If you are ready to go forward and say embed, and I find embedding powerful because like with a Google, Google site, it's kind of like it embeds it since the two work together. But since I'm using Google and then say Schoology, if I embed it, then what I do inside that slide presentation each day automatically updates to um, the embedded document, wherever it may be. And I, 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 that is a, a really, really powerful part of, of this tool. So what you want to do is after you create that, you want to create or duplicate the slide and make sure to keep your current day as slide one because that's what shows up on top. And then, of course, when you embed this, they're going to, um, your students or whoever's looking at it, it's going to be able to uh, file through and find your other slides of past days. So if they missed a day, or if um, you want to say hide a slide and then put a link to that, they could click on that link and go to that slide and then come back. You know, if you want to control. I, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to do, I think you, you have to kind of decide what it is you want to do. So you can keep it simple 
or do, and just do a, a slight presentation day to day and show it to your students. But if you are in sharing it, say, uh, like I said, on a, a Google site, a Google site, or you're going to embed it, um, it, it takes a little work, uh, a few more clicks rather. I don't think it's really work. It's more like clicks. And, um, but then once you have it set up, you are, you know, you're golden and it just depends. I like to do them by months. Uh, something maybe grading period works better for you. Um, but you can create your daily agenda and change it up and, um, maybe engage your students a little bit more than I know for me, it was definitely more engaging for them, uh, to look up on the screen and see the colors. And then if I had a video, of course, boy, that would pull them in which you can also insert. And there are all, all kinds of YouTube videos that will show you how to do all of these things that I'm going to talk about. Um, but I just thought I would talk you through the embedding process and discuss a little bit about how it has changed um, my teaching. So the treat, treat of the week, throwing you a bone. I'm trying to decide which one I want. Treat of the week, throw you a bone. Not sure, but I'm feeling treat. Treat of the week. I have a dog. That's his picture. Lou. And Lou likes treats. He'll like he likes a bone. Don't get me wrong. He'll chew a bone once, but but you say the word treat and that those eyes are up and he's sitting and you know, he's ready to go. Treat of the week on tech. For me, the integration, uh, we're talking about video. So we're gonna talk about integrating video. And I think a great way to kind of dip your toe in the pool is to take a look at YouTube and look at your YouTube channel. Sometimes you don't even know that you have one. Well, you don't really have one until you click and go through a few setup uh, procedures with YouTube. But uh, once you get that done, a lot of the videos then that you are uh, recording or uh, playlists that you create it goes to that channel, and you can do a, an art piece of artwork there and so forth and, and insert that in so that as you become more adept at using uh, the, your YouTube channel and you share it, then that's what your viewers will see. Your icon is there. The, the use of the YouTube channel for me helped me out because I went to other educators' YouTube channels to see what they were doing. And I saw how they were housing their work. They were housing things that their students had submitted. Uh, and there are ways to organize that, as I said, in playlists. Um, there are also editing tools that YouTube offers to create. Now, this is a little bit more in the business, to the business end of it. But um, I think it might be very applicable to many different classrooms and content areas. Uh, it is a little for me if I would have my students say create a business for some sort of music, whether it's a band or DJ or um, say advertising or something along those lines. But uh, but I can see it transferring very nicely to many other classes. So I would take a look at what other teachers, educators are doing with their YouTube channels and subs subscribe to a few because many of them will vlog or video a log of uh, whatever they're doing. And um, Schoology, I know, has one. I'm sure Google has many um, since they have YouTube. Um, it's 
it's a great way, I think, to kind of get used to the whole video world and how it might be integrated into your classroom and how it is revolutionizing um, uh, professional development and delivery of content. So it's a good way to get started before you start making your own. Uh, and also you can always search on how to use Screencastify or how to use Flipgrid or Padlet. And uh, I bet you'll get all types of examples of what might work so youtube channel episode 10 ding 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 treat of the week this has been the old dog new tech podcast with your host jeff west i hope you enjoyed your time and remember with ed tech integration it's about being patient and not perfect